Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation, Big Trust, woo-woo, Chris Bizignano. Chris, uh, before we get started, uh, you know, we've been talking lately about the distraction that the NFL is, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the draft will be, I should say, the small part that, um, you know, we feel like we play a bit uh, in all this and, and everything that's going on and there's a lot of doom and gloom on Twitter, on the internet, in the news, and it's just like you look for anything positive and just want to share with everyone. And we don't do this to kind of toot our own horns. It's just nice to get this feedback. And because Chris and I have talked about it, like, do we still do the podcast? Should we still do this? And then we get, we get you know, messages like the following from Christian Bolletieri. Sounds like one of your relatives, buddy. Um, it says, hey, guys. <laughs> hey, guys, I hope this message finds you and your family's healthy and well. I just wanted to say thank you for the podcast and news updates. It really does help a lot with distraction, with distracting from the outside world for a few minutes. I'm a healthcare worker, and uh, he does IT, investment technology, for the largest healthcare group in the tri-state area. And the work is really starting to get to him. Everyone mm. on my team is going on our fourth straight 70 to 80 hour work week. The pod really helps to make the world Almost seemed normal for an hour, so thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. Stay safe and healthy, uh, Christian. And, dude, I mean, I can honestly say it's, it is our honor. We take this responsibility very seriously, especially during this time, to give people some relief and a chance to take a breath, man. And I, I just wanted to share that because yeah. those are the kind of messages we get. And to get it from someone like that means, means the world to us. Yep. Um, I'm so happy, Jerry, that... People could get a little, the fun, uh, the first responders like Christian could get a little bit of a blow um, and listen to us and get away from it a little bit because these people are on the front lines. Yeah. They're seeing death every day. Yep. Okay. Um, so it, it just, you know, to, to people who say something like, hey, guys, Jerry, Chris, um, thanks a lot, man. You know, I get away from this you know, my job a little bit and what's going on around me and listen to you guys and, you know, talk about the giants and all that. Um, is really, really, uh, it's really nice. I'm, I'm so happy we could do that, Jerry. I'm so glad that people like it. And I'm so glad that these first responders and people who are, listen, Jerry, they're putting their lives on the line too, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, uh, the, you know, they don't know what's going to happen when they leave the hospital and they go home and all of a sudden they start getting symptoms. Yep. They're around people that have this virus all the time. And these nurses and firemen and EMT and cops and all that, <clears throat> you know, uh, they have families too, man. And they yeah. could be going home and giving it to their families if God forbid they have it. So point being, uh, it really it really touches a nerve with me and Jerry when we get direct messages like that. And no time are we sitting here saying, hey, look at us. We're, we're giving relief to people. The point is that we're happy that we do give relief to people who are out there battling uh, and on the front lines, bud. Yeah, it feels good because all the news <clears throat> you seem to get on Twitter, uh, you know, it's, oh, it, the latest one today was don't expect a season. Uh, okay, guys, like, this changes every day. Everybody's got to stop with that. And that's everybody. I get it. it. It's bad, right? But, you know, it's three, four, five, whatever, whatever months away it is, right? I, my math is off. It's, right. it's, it's April now, right? So, come on. I mean, you know, 
en- enough with the doom and gloom. We get it. So when we get notes like that, uh, messages, you know, it's it's very much appreciated, and we try to maintain as positive an attitude as possible in these uh, ridiculous times. So. Speaking of which, buddy. Um, what, ridic- ridiculous times? Yeah, I mean, you know, we have a habit of signing our names to a lot of tweets. And I always joke that we agree on probably 90% of them that it's unnecessary usually because we it's typically we're writing the same thing most of the time, right? Now, if you're at a presser, it's obviously you. Um, if I put out something about New Jersey, it's probably me. But yeah, look, 90% of the time we agree. And... I was going to respond to, to something today that I saw that just really <laughs> grinds my gears, right? Like, I understand the anger with the Giants and Dave Gettleman over the last few years, right? Now, I was going to respond to a, a tweet, but lo and behold, my partner subtweeted it saying, can someone tell me what the hell this guy's talking about? And I just saw it and I'm like, you know, thank God, right? Like, Chris, yes, exactly. I was just going to respond to this, but you beat me to it. And you, and, and you sent out the picture of Gettleman next to, I don't know, is it, it's the Chargers GM, right? Now, I guess the joke of it was the Chargers GM has TV on and five monitors and, and Gettleman has a binder and a laptop and a mouse that people are making fun of because it's connected to his computer with a wire. I really think people stretch with this stuff, guys. I mean, you want to be an educated fan and you don't want to be a foamer and a spitter, as Chris would say, Right. I mean, to get mad, to, to make a deal of this is so stupid. And I know that it's easy for other people to do it outside the organization and other organizations. They want to look at the Giants and say, oh, look at them. They don't know what they're doing. I mean, I don't I I must have missed the Chargers last Super Bowl. Right. Like, it's just so, <laughs> it's so frustrating. Right. And especially since, you know what, guys, I have a mouse with a wire on it. You know why? Because I hate that stupid pad in the middle that you got to use your fingers for. And I don't want a wireless one because I'm tired of changing batteries in everything that I own. So I have the same one. I don't, that's not what this is about. But it's just, it seems like everyone's ready to pounce constantly on Gettleman for the wrong things. And this is coming from somebody, quite frankly, who was 50-50 on him returning. If they didn't bring him back, I would have said, okay, let's move on. But they brought him back. And it's just, that tweet was so annoying to see this morning. And then for you to subtweet it and say what you did, it was like, oh, thank God, right? And most of the responses were, oh, this is so stupid. Why are we picking on him for this? I, I mean... I don't know, man. Maybe it's not something I should... There's, there's bigger things to get mad at. But, like, I, I just thought that was such a dumb tweet, Chris. And, <laughs> and yeah. to, to jump on him for this stuff. Like, guys, how do you even know that's his war room? How do you know? It could be just an extra room in the house that he was in. It's just that we, we focus on... Some of us focus on stupidity and wrong things. And this was one of them. <laughs> Boy, that really got to you, huh? Oh, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> yep, it did. <laughs> Jerry, the best part is <clears throat> that, honestly, right up until now, we're speaking, I still don't know what the hell the tweet was, was it about. It was making like, fun, it was making fun of his lack of, it was making fun of his lack of, like, you know, how Gettleman said, we, we hired computer folks and everybody jumped on that. And, you know, well, that, that the Giants do everything in an archaic manner, that's all. But I don't get it. Like, what was one supposed to be like a millennial, and the other one's old age, old school? Is that what exactly what it was? Oh, okay, because when I honestly, Jerry, when I sent that subtweet out, I really didn't know what the hell the guy was talking about. Oh. You know, I kind of got a hint what he was talking about, but what are we talking about here? I mean, of course, a guy has one computer compared to two, and I, don't, I mean, 
some people really need to get a life. Okay. <laughs> you need to get a life. You need to evaluate, look in the mirror and say, man, you know, I think I need to get a life. You know? Yeah, I, there were some of the responses were hilarious. That guy McConkie's tail responded with like, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a paper guy. I'm in, I, I'm in sales, and I kicked the piss out of my competition. This has no bearing on success or failure. And yeah. it's like, you know, some guys get it right. And I, look, man, I, I understand getting mad at Gettleman over the last couple of years for some of the things he's done. I said it. I didn't want him to come out with a pompous attitude at his presser last whatever it was, January. I understand. But to jump on him for every little thing now, it just makes everybody look stupid. Yeah, I, I don't get what the you know what they're trying to get out there. What he's not really prepared. Oh, this guy in yep. San Diego's prepared more. Uh, yep. uh, you know, but they're all prepared. You know, uh, it's just a matter of what talent they see different, right? Where they want to go, with the direction of the team. But I could tell you this, Jerry: all thirty-two general managers are prepared. Right. This is what they do. Now, whether or not one has a stack of paper or one has an extra computer, a laptop or a mouse, you know, um, I don't know. But to say like, you know, oh, look at it. Look at Gettleman. He's not, it doesn't look like he's prepared. I guess that's what they were getting at. Um, right. What that, what that buffoon was getting at. Um, that's ridiculous. You know, they were all prepared. Now, obviously, Jerry, some general managers are better than other general managers and the talent evaluation. That's to be determined, you know, after the draft and down the road. I just thought that was another stupid cheap shot. I, I didn't quite get what the hell that tweet was, but I assume it was a cheap shot. Or just saying, oh, look at Dave. He's he's so archaic, you know, in his approach yep, yep. to football, um, which was kind of ridiculous, you know. So um, I mean, I just want to point out that the rumor right now is that the Vikings are looking to acquire OBJ for a second and a fifth. We got a first, a third, and Jabril Peppers, right? So I, I guess it's easy to forget that. And... You could look at OBJ as kind of a guy who's damaged goods now. He didn't have the year. He looked at a lot of reasons why he didn't have the year that he wanted to have last year. But his his value is way down, way down. So why don't we look at that? Why don't we look at the fact that we got a first, a third, uh, and he drafted O'Shane Zimenez, who's probably going to be our best pass rusher this year, and Jabril Peppers. So anyway. But- so, the Browns didn't, so the Browns didn't trade OBJ to trade OBJ. Oh, wait a minute. They did. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. 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 <laughs> right. Yeah. So, okay. Sorry. Better things, buddy. Let's talk about better things. Let's talk about first the presser on, what was it, Monday? The Gettleman presser? Jerry, um, uh, Gettleman and Abrams was Monday. Today was Judge. Yeah, but before right. we get into that, yes. bud, um, I'd like to get into something. The Giants organization. Uh, how they ha- good. I'm sorry, Jerry? Very good. Yep. I know oh, I thought you were cutting it. I'm sorry. No. Uh, I, uh, the Giants organization, what they are doing, um, how much money they are putting up, to fight this coronavirus and everything that's going on in the area. They have given to so much to FDNY, Jerry, money-wise. Um, and once again, not that, of course, they're not the only organization doing it, but once again, you know, the Giants organization sh- is showing what a class organization they are. Now, that doesn't mean you have to agree with the moves they make and all, you know, losing seasons. We, we know that. I'm, we're talking about off the field, yeah, the way they treat people, um, and the Giants have really stepped up with what they're doing, contributing to the community, especially FDNY, um, and fighting and help to fight this 
virus, which of course Jerry has hit the New Jersey and New York area the hardest in yeah. the nation. Yep. You know? Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to give a little shout out to the Giants for that, Jerry. Um, doesn't surprise me, Mara Tish. Um, from the public relations community, uh, you know, uh, and public relations and Pat Hanlon down. Yep. And to the ball boys and the towel guys. And it doesn't surprise me at all. And I just want to give a little shout out to the Giants for that, dude. I think they deserve it. And I'm the first one to rip this organization when needed. <laughs> and I'm the first one to praise them. And I think they really deserve a shout out, Jerry. Yeah, it's a good point, man. Eli Manning is, uh, is, is auctioning off his, uh, car that he got for the second Super Bowl, right? The uh yeah. for the yep. all in challenge. I think Lisa bid twenty grand on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think Lisa might have mortgaged the house already trying to get it. But um <laughs> well listen, Eli's actually considering yeah. going on Twitter. That would be amazing. I can't see it, but Eli's thinking about it. And uh, that would be something if Eli went on Twitter. That would be something because he is not a social media type guy. <laughs> but I remember a certain um, radio sports personality who swore he would never go on Twitter. Yes. You know? Yep. And uh, he is now on Twitter and he's actively engaged with everybody. Another thing he swore he would never do. Yeah, um, that's right. Mike Francesa. So, um, but Eli never swore that he would never go on social media. I'm not saying that, but it would be very, very interesting if Eli went on. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think he will pull a trigger on that. Lisa's going to come up with 300 burner accounts to get him to follow her. Right. Right, exactly. No, (laughs) but that would be cool, Jerry. But yeah, listen, there was some conference calls that happened Monday. And if you want to get into that, we'll get into that. Let's do that, pal. Let's do that. So the one takeaway was what what was interesting was there were everybody, the usual suspects were on the call. And it seems like a lot of people had different opinions on what the Giants were doing. And you said that it, it, I think it didn't change your mind that they were taking a tackle with the first pick. Yeah, um, you kind of see what they were going to do with free agency to, the, to dictate the draft. Right. And they didn't do anything and get them admitted, right? They didn't go after the uh, big tackle in free agency. He, as he put it, said there's a lot of depth yeah. in the draft. Um, translate, folks. I mean, he's going to draft a tackle now. Yeah. The only question is, is it going to be with the fourth, fifth, the sixth pick, seventh, whatever they, you know, whatever they do there? Right. Or is he going to look into the second round? Does he feel, okay, you know what? We could get a pretty good tackle in the second round. Now, Jerry, here's my opinion on that. Yes. Okay? Yeah. If you're going to draft a tackle, Jerry, mm-hmm. if you're saying Gettleman and Judge and Chris Pettit, a director of scouting, and Kevin Abrams are sitting around, hey, what are we doing? Okay, we're going to go tackle. Now, to me, Jerry, if you're going to go tackle and you know you're going to draft one in the first or second round, you got to get the better talent. Right. So draft them with your number one pick. Right. You understand what I'm saying, Jerry? Yes, I do. If you feel pretty good about the tackle position, you say, okay, you know what? We like to add some depth there. So maybe we'll take one in the second round because so-and-so might be out the door. In this case, Nate Solder, he might be out the door in a year. We're going to need a guy in a couple of years. You know, we're not that's uh, – so we'll wait to the second round. Okay. No. If you're, if you're saying, hey, we need a tackle, right, to me, why wait to the 36th pick? Right, mm-hmm. take one of those big four uh, that's coming out, and you know don't go to the second level of offensive tackle talent, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think, tackle, if, I think yeah. if you take a tackle, that's I think if you take a tackle in the second round, and this this is going to be for a team that is better suited right now 
than the Giants, it's because a guy fell that you didn't expect to. I think left tackle, it's it's right tackle. It's such an important position now that if you need one, you're going to have to pull the trigger in the first round for that. I think if you took one in the second round, it's because your need was somewhere else. And then somebody fell and you said, well, we can't resist here. You know what I mean? Right. Like Dallas, if they took a tackle in the second round, it's like, well, a guy fell who was just too good. We couldn't resist. But if you need a tackle, that's one of those positions like quarterback. You, you always said this, right? Quarterback, edge rusher, cornerback, left tackle. If he's there, you got to take him. So I agree with you. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's very important. Um. You know, Joe Judge said today about, oh, we're going to fit a guy into our system. Doesn't necessarily have to be one of those top five categories. I, I like to put it, you know, the quarterback, Angela. Uh, but listen, bottom line, this is football. Yeah. You know, you got to protect the quarterback. The Giants need a tackle. Okay. Mm-hmm. And listen, Gettleman was talking about a lot of stuff the other day. He's also throwing smoke screens out there left and right. Okay. Yeah. This is it's that time of year mm-hmm. where the GMs, certain GMs, they'll sit around. You know, and it's smoking a peace pipe, and the signals are going up. You know what I mean? Yes. So right now, Gettleman's in his basement. He's got the peace pipe going on. He's like, oh, watch this. He likes to have fun with the media, Gettleman. Um, and he likes, you know, he's smoking that peace pipe, and the signals are going out there. You know, yeah. he's throwing little smoke screens up there, you know. So, but listen, is there any doubt, Jerry, they need a tackle in this draft? No. Thank you. So, in my opinion, I don't think you mess around. I understand the Isaiah Simmons and all that stuff. But you need a tackle. If they feel, yeah, we have to get a tackle, a solid tackle in this draft, why go to the second round where you're going to go? You know, now you're dropping into the Austin Jackson ranges, the Josh Jones, maybe. Ezra Cleveland. The, Isaiah, yeah. the uh, Ezra Cleveland and the Isaiah Wilsons, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, now you're dropping into that category where the kind of so called cream is the top four. Yeah. Right? So to me, don't mess around. Take the tackle. Now, I'm not changing. I still want the defensive kid. I'm just telling you. I'm just saying if they looking, if they feel they need that tackle. And you could tell the way he answered our question about Cam Fleming that, okay, yeah, we signed Cam Fleming. You know, we know him from Dallas. You know, Garrett, the whole deal. But he wasn't – Gettleman wasn't talking like, yeah, we really feel good about this guy starting. You know, you could tell he was just like what, basically what we said. Right. He's a swing tackle, really good. Come off the guy gets injured, he goes down, he gives you quality snaps. You understand, Jerry? Yeah, I do. But but not like okay, let's pencil him in twenty twenty right tackle. No, 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 no. What did he you say? Know? What did he get into about Leonard Williams, Chris? Um, that he listen, <clears throat> he felt that <clears throat> with the cap space they had, yeah, he was worth the franchise. Yeah. Uh, somebody asked him about why didn't you just transition him, right? Yeah. And Gettleman said, oh, we felt with the good cap, you know, we had the right cap space and we franchised him. That a lot of things we go into, we mentioned this before, um, it's like a $3 million difference. Um, you don't, if a guy you keep, you don't want to transition, you don't want to take a chance of somebody coming in, signing him, you know? Yeah. You don't get anything back for him. Now, I'm not going to get into it again, but stars don't get transitioned very rarely, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous to even, even mention that. But I guess, did, you, did you get the sense that Gettleman was frustrated that he wasn't yet signed to a long-term deal? No. No, no, okay. no, he said these things work out. He doesn't get into contracts at all with the media. Right. But, you know, he said, hey, these things work out. We feel we're good where we are with Leonard. Now, you never know with franchise tags because a lot of times players get disgruntled. Right. They don't like playing on them. So he was asked that, Gettleman. You know, you talked about Landon a couple of years ago about being disgruntled. Or what makes you think Leonard's not going to be disgruntled, right? Right. And it was a fake. Well, 
we'll see where it goes, but we, we feel pretty confident that we're going to get something done. So, Jerry, read between the lines. I think Gettleman feels this is going to get done. You know, he's going to be a giant for the next four years. You are listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris Bizignano and Jerry Foley, available on Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and a host of other platforms. I want to stick with Gettleman, bud. Uh, Nick Gates, he mm-hmm. had to have come up. Uh, actually, he did. You tweeted about it. Mm-hmm. said, we're excited about him was the quote. Did you get the sense that he is a fallback or that he is really in the plans at center or right tackle? Jerry, they really are excited about him. They, they, they're going to give this kid a look at center. Okay. Now, we'll see what happens with the draft, Jerry, right? Yeah. yeah. If they go out and draft the, uh, like the, the kid, you know, uh, like you're, break, you're, break, you're breaking up. You're breaking up a little bit, bud. Okay, you hear me now better? Yeah, yeah, you're good. So they, you said they okay. were you, – you, I think you said the center from Wisconsin, I thought you said. Yeah, like the Tyler ba- – uh, 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 oh, Yeah, man. his last name. Beatis. 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 I call him Badass. I call him Badass. That's what they call him in Wisconsin, okay? Yep, yep. So I think they should go center second. Anyway, obviously if they draft a kid high, Jerry, he's going to be in there for the running and for the starter. Yeah. But they're going to give Gates a look at center, yeah. okay? Interesting. It, Interesting yeah, that, he, that he played guard and tackle last year. Yeah. Right. They're going to give him, you know, they feel confident about him playing tackle, Jerry. Mm -hmm. Right? So let's see what happens when he gets in camp. But they're very high in the kid. Yeah. And if they don't draft the center, you don't know how these drafts are going to work out. Gates is going to be in the running for center. They're going to give him a look. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to be a center. This isn't wiffle ball (laughs) in the backyard with your family and you tell your brother, hey, little bro, go play shortstop this inning. Okay, I got it. This is center in the NFL. Right. Okay. You can't just throw a guy and say, okay, go play Sunday. We're good. No, it's a lot to it. So they're going to give the kid a look. Now, this is, where, this is where it really hurts, Jerry, that OTAs are canceled, you know, due to the coronavirus yeah. is because these are things they'll be looking at. You know, the OTAs uh, in April, May, the mandatory mini camp and all that. Right, right. now, you now you got to wait to camp. Yeah. If, if there's a training camp. Right. Right. There, is, there will be a training camp, but we don't know when it's going to be. So yeah, it might, when be, it it might be fall safe. camp. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jerry? Yeah, I said it might be fall camp. <laughs> that might be fall camp. Uh, some governors, you know, the way they're saying it, it could be like 2021 summer camp. Yeah. You know? yeah. We don't know yet, you know? Yeah. So um, he's going to get a look. Yep. We'll see after the draft, Jerry. That will, you know, obviously – Spell a lot of things out, man. What's gonna what they're gonna be doing? Um, as far as you know, if they draft a tackle, okay, the kid's gonna be at right tackle, right? Mm-hmm. If they draft a center in the second round, okay, obviously he's gonna be in there as slotted number one. But Gates is gonna be competing. But they're high on Gates, and they should be, Jerry, because he showed a lot when he played uh, last last season in those few games. He did. He he really did, and that's he he made it at least a question mark. Like, all right, what do we do here? Right, do we is he just a backup? Is he someone we can depend upon? Uh, I just think with the talent at the top, you're going to have to go right tackle and center because it, I mean, I've never seen him play center. I don't know if the coaches have. I guess they haven't. They must have seen enough of him to consider him for it. But um, it's a nice insurance policy to have, Gates. It reminds me uh, kind of uh, of Caden Smith a little bit in that respect. Two more questions before we get to um, the judge presser. He said he's going to keep building the pass rush position do you get the sense that that's going to be an early pick as well? I mean, did he lead anything on there? Or no. is it just, you know? 
No, I mean, listen, Jerry, if somebody drops to him in the second round, right, then you jump on him. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, if somebody uh, for some reason drops, like like the Zach Bourne kid, you know, I know he had a little thing going on with something with his, uh, what was it, is something in his urine or something, Jerry, popped yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, right? It was a, it was a, a some kind of half dose or bad do- watered down right. dose, I don't know. So, I mean, does he, like, you know, if they're high in him, he drops to the 36, do you take him, maybe, yeah. right? Yeah. So if somebody like that drops, that's an edge guy, um, which usually, you know, probably won't, but... Uh, uh, you know, then you then you jump on them. Yeah. Um, but to me, Jerry, you got to remember something. Joe Judge came from New England. Yeah. Except for Chandler Jones, who left New England in 2015, I believe. Right. They didn't have a double-digit pass rusher. Yeah. Okay? Yep. They always did it by committee. One yeah. guy, six sacks, seven sacks. And they talked about that. Yeah. Gettleman says it doesn't matter who gets there as long as they get there and as long as they get the pressures. The impression I got, Jerry, is that they basically, you know, the, Javon, the Javian Clownies, forget about. Yeah, I know. Sorry, sorry dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it doesn't seem to me they have an interest in Marcus Golden. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they did it one time, but you know what? These things go by the wayside as time moves on. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, so they're going to go by, they'll look at it in the draft. And if they have to go into the season with what we like to call a committee sack group. Yep. Right? They'll do that, you know. They feel, Jerry, a lot of different schemes going to come from Patrick Graham, <clears throat> excuse me, and what he brings to the table, and they feel like they're going to be fine committee-wise, Jerry. Yeah, and that was, my, that was my last question, so you're answering yeah. it. So nice job by you. Oh, I don't even know what the hell your question was. Yeah, well, it's just going to be Patrick. It seems like they're relying on Patrick Graham to mm-hmm. uh, earn his paycheck, right, and and to come up with schemes and take care of I mean, come up with ways to get Kyler Fackrell involved and O'Shane Zimenez and get Lorenzo Carter to play better. So like you said, it's probably going to be by committee. I believe they will draft one within the first three rounds, another pass rusher. But it sounds like, like you said, that the Jadeveon Clowney um, moment of silence uh, ship has sailed and they're just going to go with what they have and then into the draft. So, Jerry, Judge mentioned it again today in his presser about how we're going to get guys – and we're going to put them in positions where they, what they excel at, what they what they do well at. Yeah. You understand, Jerry? Yeah. He said that. Gettleman said it. Judge said it. Translate. They looked at last year with Betcha and said this guy never put these guys in position that they were good at. Right. Co- you know, Grant Haley covering Larry Fitzgerald in a slot probably wasn't the best of ideas. <laughs> no. Why not? <laughs> not adjusting to that. Keeping Corey Ballantyne on, on, on other team's best receiver, one-on-one, a man, you know, in a slot, probably wasn't the best idea. Putting DeAndre Baker out there week one, uh, getting burned all over the field, probably not the best idea. So you could just tell what, you know, the way their philosophy in the building is going to be. Yeah. We're going to look at guys. We're going to put guys in the position we feel they excel at, what they're good at. Yeah. We're not going to ask them to do things they're not good at. And unfortunately, with Betcher, and it turned out to be, you know, probably the main reason why he's gone and not even hired by anybody yeah. is that he just didn't want to adjust. Um, you know, he wanted to put his system in, and that's it. You guys adjust to my system instead of a, hey, we're going to adjust to the players of what they do well. 
Somebody and asked. That's the key. Yeah, I was sorry. gonna say somebody asked direct message how much judge has say how much say judge has in this roster, and my answer to that would be, and I'm sure you're you're gonna agree with this is as much as Shermer and Betcher had. Like Gettleman didn't seek Cardinals because he felt like going to Cardinals. He, he probably went to Shermer and Betcher. Hey, what guys do you want me to get? What guys do you need here? And then Betcher's pointing to all these ex Cardinals. Shermer obviously loved Daniel Jones. He had a big say in that. I know Gettleman loved him, but Shermer loved him as well. So you would imagine that Judge does have a, a big say in this roster. So anybody asking that question, this is not a dictatorship. This is probably much more of a democracy than anybody um, would believe, no? Oh, stop, Jerry, will you? I mean, Gettleman's a dictator. Would you stop? <laughs> that doesn't fit at the agenda of some people. Cut that crap out. No, Gettleman works with Judge. You've seen him with some of the free agent signings. All yeah. right, they work together. That's what it's, it's all part of. You know, all part of the process. Yeah. Nobody, Gettleman isn't telling Judge, "I'm taking this guy. This guy too bad." Yeah. If you like it or not, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've seen that. You know, with the, with the Nate Evans signings, right? Yeah, the two Packers, right? The uh, Patrick uh, under Patrick Graham. Uh, the Patrick, you know, Graham signs and this and that. You know, so we'll see if they work out. But it's a whole new philosophy in the building, Jerry. You know, yeah. and yeah. we'll we'll start seeing it when they get on the field. Did you get a sense from Judge? How are they adjusting to the virtual stuff, like the virtual meetings and all that? Like, what's the what's the feeling there? Did you get any? No, they. You know, the, Monday they're going to start. You know, looking at the plays with the virtual workouts. Yeah, yeah. They've had. You know, they've, they've talked to. You know, they've been reaching out to plays to see how their families are doing, making sure they're all right. Oh, you know, okay. nice. they got the. Uh, you know, but it's like a working process, Jerry. Yeah. Next week, like I said, Monday they're going to start looking at workouts. You know, with these virtual workouts. You know. Yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, Jerry, this is all new to everybody. We'll see how it turns out. You know, they feel, the organization feels that it's going to go smooth. But yeah, yeah. until it actually starts going off, Jerry, like the draft, you know, the end, right now the NFL feels everything's going to go smooth next Thursday night. But we'll see when it's <laughs> Thursday night, right? Because this yeah. is all new. So we'll find out, man. Yeah, hopefully Gettleman has more than one laptop going, right? Because, you know, God forbid. No, I, from what I understand, Gettleman's going on, he's going to be on a flip phone. <laughs> And he's going to try to look at, you know, try to get some video through his flip phone. And, and he's going to try to, on a rotary phone, he's going to try to call Gettleman, get the pick in, you know, the whole deal. <laughs> Carrier pigeon. Um, right. How much of what Judge says and does remind you of Belichick? Because you, you made the comment on Twitter, you know, I'm going to play the best players who fit for that week's game plan, Belichick oh, all the way. That was, uh, yeah, I forgot to even put that out there. <laughs> I mean, did you get a tear, do you get a tear in your eye when he says some of these things? Oh, I'm not a tear in my eye, but uh, I mean, anything related to Belichick, it, right. you know, it, uh, I love. I mean, I, I guess if he said, look, we're going to draft Golden Domers and go with the Belichick method, that would then, be a then, then they would be okay. a tear in my eye. Yeah. Got but it. listen, Jerry, when he said that about, and we're going to, you know, we're going to use certain play, we're going to use players that fit in what we want to do, at, you know, in the game plan against that certain team or a different, it could be different game plans, different plays against different teams. Yeah. Jerry, that was – you might as well have Bill Belichick talking to us right there. Yeah. Belichick never admits that, but that is Bill Belichick 100%. Yeah. Watch New England. They have a different game plan, different guys each week. They can have a third running back that comes out one game, and all of a sudden he's the feature back, and he's catching 10 balls out of the backfield. Yeah. They have different schemes, different rushes. They have everything. What is it X and O's to what? To attack the team they're playing. When I saw that, it brought a smile on my face. And I said, man, that is Belichick all the way. Now, he's not Bill Belichick. 
Patrick Graham is not Bill Belichick, right? right? right. And even Jason Garrett is not Josh McDaniels, right, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So now they have to put that, they have to implement that philosophy and execute it on the field. You know, you know what I mean, Jerry? Yeah. Everybody could act like Belichick. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. I'm not saying he's acting. Like, I'm just saying he, you could say, okay, I'm going to bring that philosophy like Belichick. And there's a, you know, but you still got to execute it and you got to bring your own philosophy again too, besides Belichick. But Jerry, the, the point you're saying is I've said that because man, that's something I've been craving for for years now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. A game plan for the damn team you're playing. Right. Not everybody should have the same damn role every week. Right. When you're playing the Cowboys one week and the next week you're playing the Bengals, it shouldn't be the same damn system. you just got a game plan for the team you are playing, and that's why Belichick is up high and the rest of the league is down here. And I know nobody can see me, but you know what I'm getting at, right, Jerry? Belichick, my hand is much lower for the rest of the league. That's what separates a Belichick from everybody else. And we can only hope, Jerry, that Joe Judge, you know, executes what he wants, like in a lot of Belichickian type philosophy. See, when you Does say that, that right? No, it, it, it makes total sense. It makes total sense. And when you say that, you know, I kept saying I want Isaiah Simmons. And then spoke to Dave Sybertson. And it's not that he convinced me to want Werfs. And we'll get into our mock draft in a bit. Not that he convinced me to want Werfs, but he said something like, I think it was to the effect of, look, Gettleman just gave us Saquon and Daniel Jones. You got to protect him now. And you got to make holes for Saquon and not have him do everything on his own. And you got to protect your franchise quarterback. Right. Yes. But when you say what you just said about using different game plans every week, putting guys in positions, doesn't it give you a little bit of doubt and make you think they're going to take Isaiah Simmons at four? Or is it just me? Um, Listen, Jerry, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, in a way, you know, Jerry, in a way. But at the same time, do they look at it like, all right, we got to protect this kid Jones too, you know? Yeah, right, right. So I don't know, Jerry, yeah. I know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Listen, Jerry, no question you're right, dude. Yeah, you can look at it and go, yeah, you got to take Simmons now, right? He yeah. fits what they want to do, right? right? Versatile kid, he could play all over, no question about it. Yeah. But then again, like, when they're in the room, do they say, yeah, I know, but... We can't have Jones eating grass every damn week either, you know? Right, right, right. And getting Saquon murdered. But, Jerry, this is what they get paid the big bucks for, making decisions like this, bud, you know? Yeah. Um. So we'll, we'll see. Jerry, just quickly, all right? Yeah, do you have time? Do you have some time? Um, Judge, I loved another answer, not because I asked him, but I did love his answer to me today. Um, I asked him, you know, Jerry, a lot of talk's been about the new coaches now with this off seasons being wiped out, off season workouts being wiped out, they're behind, right? Right. Even Rivera, he's got a new system. He's a new coach. You got Judge and you have um um the other new coach in the division. Oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. Ron Mike McCarthy. McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. Oh much. How can I forget? I'm losing my mind. Mike McCarthy. Okay. Yeah. A Super Bowl winning quarterback. But he has to put his system in. So I asked Judge today, I said, Coach, you know, a lot of talk, you know, a lot of written, a lot of things written about falling behind, you know, as opposed to like a Doug Peterson in your division where he has his system in place, right? Yes. How do you catch up to that? You know, could you talk about, you know, your obstacle or how you're going to overcome this and all that? And you know what, Jerry? It wasn't like, yeah, no, we're going to be behind at first, but we'll try to catch up and we're going to, you know, we got a system. He basically told me no excuses. Everybody is prepared from this point on and we plan on being prepared. Love that answer, Jerry. Love it. That's great. 
You know, some of the coaches were like, yeah, you know, listen, it's going to take us a few weeks, but we'll get there. Judge was like, well, from this point on, we're all in the same boat, and we all, I expect to be totally prepared. I don't know about you, dude, but I like that answer. Yeah, get you pumped. Like, there's going to be no excuses, right? There's no built-in excuse. And, I mean, I, I'm guilty of thinking the same thing. Like, the Eagles have such an advantage now, right? They, Their players know the schemes. They know everything about Doug Peterson. They're, they're ahead, right? No, no matter what happens, right? They're already probably the second most talented team in the division, objectively speaking. I, I would give the nod to the Cowboys, even though I'd rather have Wentz than Prescott. But overall, you know, I guess the Cowboys are probably more talented overall. But having that stability at coach, knowing the system, they have a clear advantage over the rest of the division before the season even starts. Absolutely. Yeah. But so, Absolutely. so, so yeah, I love Judge's attitude to answer your yeah. question. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the point was listen, we all know in reality they have uh, Peterson has an edge, right? Yep. Right now. But I just love the attitude. You know, what, you know, Judge was basically telling me, yo, shut up, guy. I'll be fine. You know, <laughs> we'll be fine. I'm not going with this, you know, oh, we're behind crap, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's the way he attacks it, Jerry, you know? And, and, and it should make you like, you know, it should make you feel good about it. Like, wow, I'll coach. There's no excuses in this locker room, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, it should make everybody happy, right? This yeah. is this is a this is a professional. We it feels like we have a professional head coach. Yeah, I, I mean, Shermer was a much more of a professional than McAdoo as far as like how he carried himself and wasn't a, a buffoon. But Joe Judge is almost like a he acts like a CEO, right? Like he's in charge of everything. He knows what's going on and. He's going to have yeah. a, a hand in everything, right? And you can just kind Jerry, of se- you can sense that already. Jerry, honestly, this was the second time now. Obviously, I was at the introductory presser with him, and now I was on the conference call with him today. And you know, he's just like uh, you could see already, and just a limited amount of time being around him or listening to him. In this case, the first time I was around him. Obviously, this time I was listening to him. Yeah, on a, a conference call, you could see Jerry where he walked in that room back in January. And blew him out of the water in the interview. You yeah. could see it. Yeah. Now, of course, that doesn't mean anything. Right. He has to make decisions. He's the head coach now. When September comes or when football comes, yeah. you know, there's a big difference between giving a rah-rah speech and then deciding whether or not to throw a challenge flag at a certain time, you know, or call right. a timeout in a crucial time or not call a timeout. You know what, right. you know what I mean? Right. right. So I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is that, you know, you could see where he was, you know, a Gettleman and Mara and Tish were like, wow, you know, when this guy interviewed. That's all I'm saying. Did anything else jump out at you either in the Gettleman or Judge Pressers that I didn't ask that you wanted to bring up? Um, no, you know, Judge, he has some funny moments. The guy's got a good sense of humor. He was talking about his his dog has been on the couch next to him 15 hours a day. His dog probably knows who the number one pick is <laughs> in front of him. You know what I mean? Yeah, he uh, sent a, he sent a picture of that out, and he has one laptop as well, guys. So I you know I didn't see any comments there, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, he's not prepared, no doubt about it. He, he's he's archaic. Um, so you know, um, that's cool. That's good stuff. Nice. Yeah, no, you know, I, nothing, nothing I can really think of. You know, he just basically talks about his philosophy and the way players are going to fit in and all that. And you know, he said about you know not necessarily getting a need draft pick, um, uh, but somebody that fits our philosophy and stuff like that. So uh-uh. that's a little, that was a little interesting too, Jerry, you know, uh-huh. man, <laughs> this is pointing to what I say it's Simmons. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't see know. it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's interesting. Um, 
with regard to Gettleman, uh, you know, the last, the, the January presser I said was, I just want him to come out humble. And he was, you know, he was basically like, look, this is on me. Here we are going forward. These are the changes I've made. What was the sense you got from him on Monday? Was he, did he have a little more swagger after free agency yeah. and head into the draft? What? Yeah, he was back to the same old Gettleman. Okay. Calling his kids. Hey, what's up kids? This and that, you know, same. That's, that's the way he is. And that, uh, you know, getting humbled a little bit in January, it seems I've worn off and he's fired up for the new year, you know? <laughs> he's very happy with his free agency, I yeah, guess. Yeah, he's happy with his free agency. He's happy with what he feels he's going to do in the draft. He's happy with Daniel Jones. Yeah. He's looking for, you could sense he feels that, you know, they feel they got the right coaching staff now, although they felt that two years ago too, let's not forget. Yeah. Okay. And uh, they think they're going to have a really good, I could just sense from Gettleman being around him now three three years. That, you know, he senses they're going to, they're going to have a nice draft, Jerry, and they're going to have a nice season, and they're in good hands with Judge and his crew. So we'll see. Good stuff. All right, guys, you are listening to the Giant, to the Giant Insider podcast. We are available on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and a host of other platforms as well. So uh, the two pressers happen. Uh, now pretend that Chris Bizignano is Uh-oh. Dave Gettleman. Oh, <laughs> All right. And by the way, everybody loved your um, the way you wheel and deal on the phone. If you're gonna if teams want to trade up with you, right? What was it? If you don't have a second, if you're not giving me a second rounder, hang up. Hang right. up the phone. Right. So right. that went over very well on the last podcast. But if uh, if Chris Bizignano is Dave Gettleman, mm. you know what? No, it's not really. That's not true. That's not fair. That's not fair. A mock draft is what you think the Giants are going to do. How about this? For the first round, at least, Chris. For the first round. Give me what do you think the pick will be and what would you pick? How about that? Okay, fair enough there, Jerry. Um, I think the Giants go with offensive tackle Tristan Wirfs yep. out of Iowa. And I would draft Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. Man, I, I this is one of those where and, and guys, you, obviously we would we would trade down. Okay, we would no, we, well, we're not, we're not doing that, right? Right, right, exactly. Right. We're just staying at four for this, right? The, the poll I put out yesterday. This guy's throwing, this guy's throwing wrenches into my plans here. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, buddy. The poll I put out yesterday, um, if there's four offensive tackles and you're picking one at four, we're at 2,540, I'm sorry, 2,456 votes. Wirfs came in first with 48%, then Wills at 29, Thomas at 12, Beckton 11. I believe the Giants will go Tristan Wirfs as well. He just he fits perfectly to their on their line, right? He's just a he's just a a plug and play right tackle. This is who Syvertson said they should take as well. But if I had my choice, I got to be honest with you, I am not wavering, Chris. I want Isaiah Simmons as well. I, yeah. I the more and and when I hear Judge talk about their system and guys playing and fitting in, and the 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 way he wants to change each week. It would not stun me if it was Isaiah Simmons. So I walk away happy, world, everybody. I'm telling you now, if there, there's no, you know, obviously we're going to be home for this. I'm not be walking over any bridges, but I'm not going to storm out of my house. If it's any of those four tackles, uh, Isaiah Simmons, or obviously if Chase Young falls. The one caveat where I could get pissed off, but I would expect it, or, or wouldn't surprise me, and Chris and I talk about this, is Derek Brown at four. <laughs> Yep, right? wouldn't right? shock me. Right. And it's funny, Syvertson's, um, Dave Syvertson's comparison of Derek Brown is um, Dexter Lawrence. <laughs> well, then I wouldn't want that. I mean, you know, he's not, <laughs> Dexter Lawrence is not a number four overall. I think Derek Brown's 
is a little more talented than Dexter Lawrence. But, but we'll that's see. what that's what scares me about the mm. fact that it could be Derek Brown. Well, mm. if they do that and they trade down and get him, eh. but I want a tackle or I want Isaiah Simmons. So Let me run something by you. You ready? Yes. How would you feel about this, dude? Mm-hmm. The Giants dropped the franchise tag on Leonard Williams. Oh, okay. Trade with Jacksonville. Oh. For Yannick Nadakwe. Yeah. The ninth pick. Yes. Uh, where do I sign? You would and do we, that? And we, we get the, what do we get? Do we get their nine? You get, well, yeah, they're swapping one. You know, you get, we get, you know, we yes. get the ninth and Nadakwe and Leonard Williams becomes a free agent. Yeah, because it gives me an edge rusher and it gives me a tackle. Yeah. Okay, she's curious. She's curious about that. Would you do it? Yeah, I probably would. Yeah. Only for swapping ones, though, right? Like I, I want their nine. That way, we still get Wills or, or Thomas and Will. It's funny, man. Right. Wills, Wills is is being more. His name's being associated more and more, and you don't know who knows what. I mean, some credible sources are saying uh, it's Wills is going to be the guy. He's plug and play right tackle as well. He's a guy that a lot of fans love. So I, I get. I'm not going to be mad at either one of those picks. The one that would, would surprise me more is Thomas, just because it would mean that Solder's moving to right tackle. And we've talked about that before. So, Or Thomas plays right tackle for one year. Can and he? Two, and two, I, so, I, I, yeah, I yeah. guess he can, right? Yeah. You know, he, he played right tackle a little bit in Georgia, too. Uh, so, he, you know, he's strictly left. He's mainly a left tackle, but he's played a little right tackle in Georgia, too. So what you would do is, you know, pull him at right tackle and Solder for one year. Sort of what happened with Nate Solder his rookie year. You know, he played right tackle, then went over to the left, you know? Yep. Um, listen, Jerry, there's no Orlando Paces. There's no, um, uh, what was the kid? Jonathan Ogden's in this group yeah. where they're way head and shoulder above everybody else. Okay, Jerry? Mm-hmm. To me, these four are very similar in a lot of ways. Um, there's nobody separated. So to me, Jerry, I would not be disappointed with any of the four. If they drafted that uh, tackle first, you understand? Just, just just to give you some context, the the comparisons that those four draw are Trent Williams, Donovan Smith, Trent Brown, and Jake Matthews. So you're right; there are no gold jacket guys right out of and, the gate. You know, to people that say, "Oh, this guy is going to stink," or "This guy is going to the Hall of Fame," Back or "This in- guy is going to be a nine-time All-Pro," right. or "This guy is never going to be a starter or a valid." Star. You, how do you say that right now? Right. You know what I mean? So, um, to me, the all you cannot lose as far as, hey, we took Andrew Thomas. Okay. Oh, oh, oh God. Why did we take him? No. You know, I know people have preference. You might look at it and go, I like this guy better. That's understandable. But, to, you know, to me, there's nobody way ahead of the other one, the other three, where you say, oh, why didn't you take Kim, Dave? You know? Yep. And that's where we're at with that. And, and as... Gambini said in My Cousin Vinny, I'm through with that guy. <laughs> I got no more use for that guy. I got no more use for that conversation. No, that's, that's right. where we're at. Right uh, Chris, I got to be honest. It was on the other night, and I, listen, I thought of you. I did. I'm like, wow, this might be Chris Bizignano if he was a uh, lawyer. Uh, I used to say I grew up with a, a, a million Mona Lisa Vitos. <laughs> they were. All right. Uh, round two. But we only did round one. It was like five, like a seven-minute conversation. Um, well, I think I think we've exhausted round one. Uh, right, so, we got to cut down the time like they do in the draft, Jerry. No, we're round. we're good. We have time. We have time. Round oh. round two, buddy. Round two. Now, uh, it, uh, there's a caveat here, but go ahead. Round two. Okay, I'm gonna go with the center. 
I'm going to stick with my badass guy, Tyler Biadas, whatever way you say it. I'm going with him. In round two, the Giants are going to get a nasty, nasty Wisconsin center in there. And he was going to, he's going to be leading the Giants for the next seven, eight years, grinding people's teeth into the ground, giving that little playing up to the whistle type guy. Um, him and Jones will be connecting together, playing with, alongside. Uh, he'll be in front of Jones for the next eight to ten years, whatever it might be. I'm going with the center, my boy from Wisconsin. I don't think they're going to be able to resist one of the pass rushers in round two. I, I, I think they might wait till round three. I, I, again, this is one where I wouldn't care if they took the center in round two, but I think they're going to go pass rusher. I just don't think Lorenzo Carter or Shane Zimmon is. I don't think it's enough. And I think they're probably going to try and get the guy in round two. I don't, any dream of chasing going to round two is not going to happen. He's going to, he seems to be rising higher and higher. So as I love Clowney, I love chasing in this draft, but he's not going to be there. I liked Zach Bond until the, uh, the, 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 the results of the test yesterday. So I don't know how serious that is, but I'm still going to stick with it. I don't know how much that hurts him, but I, I'm going to stay with it. I had him before. I'm going to say Zach Bond if he's there, another Wisconsin guy, but on the other side of the ball. Okay, there you go. Do you think that's going to hurt him that much? I don't think so. Right. Do we even know? The, I don't even know the details of this yet, yeah, right? Yeah, it sounds like a Montez Sweat thing where they said, oh, he's hurt. What? What? Yeah, <laughs> I, don't I don't think it's going to. I really don't. It's not like he's got a mask on smoking, you know, weed and, you know. <laughs> I still I still would have I still would have taken my chances with Laramie Tunzel too. Let's put it this way, Jerry. Let's put it this way, right? Um, if you're really high in a kid born, if you scouted him out and you got him rated like a lower first half, early second round talent, and he's there – is this thing going to scare you from drafting him? No. No, and me either, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, just, I just don't know if he's going to be there. Yeah, I'm just saying, let's just something more we don't know about, you know? Yeah. So. It, it, it's going to be that. I think it's going to be edge rusher, uh, Bond or Gross Matos from uh, Penn State. Like, that, it's going to be that type of player. But I'll say, I'll say Zach Bond. All right, buddy, round three, what do you got? All right, I got my guy who I've been preaching about the last week or so. I'm hoping he drops down to the 99th pick or – a higher third if Gettleman moves down a little bit and we get some picks, whatever it might be. But I'm going to go at Mississippi State linebacker Willie Gay Jr. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that, like your draft is not one that I would I would be mad about. Like it's different than mine, but if we got him, I'd be happy. If those three picks happen, yeah, I could. it's like, all right, Dave, you, rounds four through seven, I'm, I'm okay with it. You can do what you want now. You can take your projects. Jerry, Yep. just a little quick tidbit yep um banks checked out willie gay jr nice loves the kid good stuff loves the kid nice i don't know you know I don't, why are you blowing me off i'm just you know no. <laughs> you're like nice nice like let's move no, on to the I'm, no if we get him i'll be even happier so right. i think that was a positive that you know uh, i you know you're at, you're just blowing banks off like the guy's a not like the guys that are not essential to you. Like I'm talking to LT and LT likes someone else better. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I just thought, you know, that would be interesting that a guy like Banks looked at Gay and likes him a ton. But yeah, I, I'd be, I'd I see that doesn't really him. matter to you. So no, no be... if we took him, I'll be ecstatic. How about that? Okay. I'll just be looking forward to telling Carl that you really don't think very highly of his opinion. <laughs> and then, then he's going to put on, what does Jerry know? He wants clowny. <laughs> right. He was doing that one night. All right. Um, I'm going center round three because I didn't take him around two. Nick Harris, 
The pro comp is Kelsey on the Eagles, who has given us nightmares for so many years. Uh, I just don't think – I think there'll be enough centers for round three. That's why I'm waiting. So Nick Harris from Washington, smaller side, 6'1", 302. Um, again, dude, I, look, I don't watch a lot of Washington games, but he was pointed out early in the season from uh, Seibert's article that, I re- that uh, uh, he wrote early in the year. This is a guy you should look out for. So I'm going, next, I'm going center round three. Okay. Because we didn't take him in round two. So we each had, we each, we look, the, 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 the two of us addressed right tackle, uh, edge rusher, and center, just different rounds, but first three rounds. You just wonder, like, is that, that I wonder if that's what they're thinking, or do they go off the board and does, does Gettleman get cute and take a, your boy, the, the tight end or something in round two, Cole Komet. I don't know, man. I just, you never know what these guys are going to do. Like, logically, they should be taking the guys that you and I are saying because, you know, we know everything, right? But you don't yeah, know sure. what the hell they're going to do. They might go corner. Round one, they may go Okuda. Round two, they go, uh, I don't know, linebacker. Then round three, they go safety. Who the hell knows what they're going to do? Yep, that's why we call it a mock, brother. Yeah, we have fun right. with it. You know? And then they can mock us afterwards. Right. All right, uh, round four, buddy. Who do you got? All right, I'm going with a safety. Yeah. All right? I'm going with Brandon Jones from University of Texas. Projected to be fourth or fifth round pick. Kid's coming off a little bit of an injury. Covers well in space. Kid hits. I think I think Gettleman said, all right, we're going to get a safety in here in the fourth round, and we're going to line him up alongside Jabril Peppers, and Love is going to compete and all that. Um, I think you'll like this kid. I'm going Brandon Jones fourth round. Safety. Yeah, I'm, I'm going safety as well. I'm going Julian Blackman because he's rangy, right? Um, I, I feel like they have the hitter with Peppers and Love, and I, I don't know I don't know what they're looking for, right? Like, is Love going to go to the slot? There's a lot of this a guessing game because we don't know what they're going to do with Julian Love. Is he going to go to the slot? Is he going to stay at safety? Uh, Julian Blackman's a converted corner. I like rangy safeties who can intercept. Uh, he's fast. He can get deep. So I'm going to go there. I think we're both going safety, just different mindsets as to what they're going to do, and Again, dude, it's anybody's guess at this point. Like, I have no idea what they're doing with Julian Love. And if they even look at safety as a priority, I don't know. I would think they do because there's not many on the roster. Mm. Um, but I would think they have to take a safety at some point in this draft. So Yeah, I agree. That's why I got him. And that's pretty high, fourth. I mean, we both got a fourth-round safety, you know? Yeah, yeah. Good stuff, so. pal. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, round five. All right, I'm going to I'm gonna go with an edge guy, Jerry. Nice. Ready? Another edge guy. Who do you got? I'm going to get him. going to come in. He's had some pretty good middle round success, right? Yep. Are you agreeing with me or are you just, you know? No, he has had middle, okay. middle, middle round success. Yes. I just want to make sure I, yes, yes. All right. I'm going to go last year. What was Darius Slayton taking? Fifth round, right? Yes. Okay. Pretty good. Pretty good pick. It looks like, right? So this year, get is going to go with another fifth round pick. That's going to work out at edge kid and Jonathan Garvin from university of Miami. Oh, nice one. Nice job by you. I like that. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> I don't yeah. know about that. No, like it really, I'm, I'm acting like it really happened. That's funny. <laughs> um, no, I, you know, I, I know that they just brought in Dion Lewis, but I do think that this is a case where there's a guy out there that's just meant to be a giant uh, based on size and based on college. Uh, he goes to Boston College, which I believe will be too much. I, I do think the Maris still have say in some of the draft. <laughs> And I, I look, A.J. Dillon just seems like a giant running back to me. He's a great change of pace back for Saquon Barkley. He's big. He reminds you kind of a Brandon Jacobs big kid. Um, I think it's going to be very hard if he's there in the fifth round for the Giants to 
not take him. Put it that way. So that's what I'm going with. Look at Jerry Foley going running back in a I know. fifth round. It's a little, it's a little I like there. it. Thinking yeah. outside the box. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. all right, dude. Yeah. All right. What the hell's wrong with that? Nothing. <laughs> nothing wrong with it. It's just, uh, it's interesting, I think. Because you, you look at running back and you think, well, we're good, right? We have, we have you know, Superman. We have uh, Deion Lewis that we brought in. We don't know what we have with Wayne Gallman. And we have Elijah Penny. I just think this kid is a perfect fit for the Giants, Dylan. So, all right. And the Boston College. I mean, if you went to Fordham, the Maris, the Maris go to Boston College and Fordham, the entire family. So they look at those schools, and I just think this will this will be the guy, eventually. It might be round six, but I'm going to say round five. They'll pull the trigger. Okay. So there you go. I like it. Think it outside the box, there. Going a little early with the running back. I like it. A little bit. A little bit. All right, buddy. Round six. Who you got? All right. We're going to go a little bit wide receiver. Get some more depth in there, right? Yeah. We're going to go with Tyree Cleveland, University of Florida. Giants bring him in here. Get him a little outside target going on. A little long. Got the long arms going on. So uh, I'm going wide receiver in the sixth round. Uh, I, I agree. I think they will eventually go receiver. It's a matter of what round. Um, do me a favor. Go to your seventh rounders. Go ahead. Just go through Little your guy. Seven. No. Who's your sixth round pick? What the hell is this? Why are we skipping your sixth round pick? We're not. Uh, what the hell? So- Folks, you see what I deal with? Why are we skipping the sixth round pick for you? We're not. What, do you got a kicker or something? You don't want to say it? What do you got? No. Um, so who's your sixth round pick? I'm going to say Juwan Johnson from Oregon. Wide Who receiver. he play? Wide receiver. <laughs> you go, what position does he play? Wide receiver. I believe they're going to go wide receiver too. Jamon Johnson, fast okay. kid, project, but it'll be like a Darius Slayton type. So what? Let me. Why did you want to skip that round? I didn't. It took me a while to find it. I you lost what? my paper. I lost my paper. It took me a while to find it. Oh, okay. Oh, man, Weird I could have just. Te- I could have just texted you. A lot of strange stuff going on here. Okay. All right. All right. Go ahead. Now we got four seventh rounders. Go ahead, buddy. I'm sorry. Four or three. I got three here. No, we have four seventh-rounders. Oh, we do it. Try it. Oh, okay, well, I only got three picks. <laughs> yeah, right, there's, there's four seventh-rounders. You're right. I only got three. Okay. Um, okay, you ready? Yes, I am. First seventh-rounder is your boy, your wife's cousin's teammate, Harrison Hand, a cornerback from Temple. That's a good one. They will take a corner eventually, I think. But I'm going with um, Darian Daniels. He is a defensive tackle from Nebraska. And while I don't believe we need one, I do think Gettleman will take one eventually. And it will be a kid uh, who played at a, at a, a big, at a high level, uh, at a, at a big, in a big conference. Uh, this kid is, is going to be someone who drops and Gettleman won't be able to resist taking uh, another body that he can rotate in and out on the defensive line. I mean, I know we're loaded, but I still think he's going to take at least one in this draft. So. He can't resist those hog mollies, Steve. You no, know he can't. On either side of the ball. Okay, Jerry. My other seventh-round pick. You ready? Yep. Speaking of hog, speaking of hog, guys on the up front, defensive end Travis Gibson, University of Tulsa. So there you go. Another rotation guy competing in there. Nice. What happened? I thought you had a Troy Pride pick. You know, he's not your pick anymore. No, I, huh? I, 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 I had him, and I, I eliminated him. 
Any reason why? I'm just well, curious. I, I, went with, I mean, he's a golden, I went with Chris, he's a golden domer. I went with Willie Gay and Brandon Jones a little ahead of him, and then he's not going to be in the sixth or seventh round. So I said, I, I'm done with pride, unfortunately. All right. Um, we're going to go with a seventh-round project, Dante Olsen out of Montana. He's a, had 151 tackles two years ago. Tackling machine just seems like the kind of guy who's just speaks of production, even though he went to a small school. I could totally see the Giants taking a shot at this kid. Linebacker, Jerry? High motor. Yeah, high motor, middle linebacker. Yeah, right. not an, I'm not saying he's insurance policy for Ryan Connolly, but he's another kid who is a tackling machine at a small school. I think I remember reading about him. That's exactly what they described him, a tackling machine. Oh, there you go. Look at that, huh? Yeah, nice job. Now do you say that. Yeah, because all I've been doing is looking at these kids for the last week. There's nothing else to do, but no, yep. seriously. Um, okay, you ready? Yes. Jerry? Yes. My other seventh-round pick. I'm going to go running back here. How about that? Yep. Rodney Smith at the University of Missouri comes in and gives us a little competition. Get him in here. I screwed up. What do you mean? Jamon Johnson was my, oh my God. Was my seventh rounder. We had the same sixth rounder, Devin DuVernay. That's why I couldn't find it. Oh, I changed it. I made Tyree Cleveland. Oh, then no, my sixth round pick. Uh, Devin, they're taking two wide receivers and good. All right, I'm glad. Now I feel a lot better about this whole thing. So my other six, my sixth round, moved Juwan Johnson to my third, seventh round pick. Oh, God. Devin DuVernay, that's my sixth rounder. They're going to take two wideouts this draft because, uh, you know, Shepard, Golden Tate, uh, Slayton, yes, they're set as far as, you know, we don't know what Slayton, Slayton hasn't taken that next step yet. He, we think he will. Golden Tate's older. Shepard has injuries. I think they're going to take two wide receivers late in this draft. Devin DuVernay was the other one. I apologize. Well, I'm he is sorry. a burner. The kid's a burner. Right. Yes. Yep. So you changed that, huh? I The only reason I changed it, Jerry, to be honest with you, because Cleveland's a little bigger. Um, DeVernay is like 5'10". Um, right, right. But he's a burner. He's like 4'3 right. kid, if I, if I remember right. Um, right. I got to look back at my book now. I think he's a 4'3 kid. Um, the, that's the only reason, because they're smaller receiver, Jerry. Right. I'm not, dude, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying oh, that's, no, it's cool. that's why I changed it. You know? yeah. But yeah. listen, I had to remember you. You remember my original one I had, DeVernier? Yes. Yeah, you did. That's why I got confused. I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, that's Chris's pick, not mine. We had the same guy. Right. Which was uh, unique. So. And we have okay. a fourth, fourth seventh rounder. Sorry, Mr. I picked the fourth seventh guy. But you do it for me. Go ahead. Who do you like? Well, I thought your fourth guy was Keandre Jones, linebacker, Maryland. Didn't you have him? Yes. I'm sorry. I did have them down. Keon. Oh, look at Jones. that. See? Thank you for bailing me out, Jeff. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, Maryland. There you go. Nice. I'm going with another safety, Indiana's Marcelino Ball. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a picked out of the hat one, guys. Productive, read up a little bit on him. I just figured they might take a couple safeties in this draft. Because, again, I don't know what they're doing with Julian Love. And if they move Julian Love to the slot, their other answer at safety right now is what? Sean Chandler? Right? I mean, Mike Thomas not signed. Mike Thomas is not even signed. Yeah, right. And so Mike they're going to have they're going to have to take Mike a couple. Thomas, yeah, yeah they they're, they're going to take a couple safeties, right? I I mean, unless they're keeping love there, then they got to take a they got to find a slot corner because yeah. it's they don't have it on the roster. Yeah, Jerry, listen, I, I definitely see him taking a safety, maybe two, like you said, and 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 then bringing in more and undrafted free agents after the draft. Yes. yes. So, listen, right. it's got to be heavy competition there, man. Right. So there you go. It's a seventh round mock. You guys can laugh at us all you want, but a uh, couple years in a row did okay. So, yeah, I want to I want to pull one of those ones out, like seventh rounder that we get right. That'd be amazing. You're like, oh, look at this. That's yeah, unreal. Yeah, yeah, that would be amazing. 
I'll be happy if I pick. I'll be happy if I get a third round or a second round of right. I was thinking about this like two years ago. It was easy. We both had Saquon Barkley. We talked about it. We didn't have a podcast, but we discussed it a million times. It just seemed like they needed a new face to the franchise. Odell was kind of falling out of favor. We kind of knew that. And Saquon just made sense. Last year, I think we knew it was going to be Daniel Jones. We were dreading it. So we went elsewhere. I don't know. Like we, It seemed like we talked about Daniel Jones so much on the podcast before. And it was like, nah, but they're not going to take him. They're not going to take him. They're not going to take him at 17 either, right? Yeah. And then, uh, so it's going to be interesting. We both had worse. And you, it's just, it's going to be very fun to watch uh, next Thursday night. And we will drop another podcast before then. But uh, I'm already excited. I want to see what they're going to do. Yep. It'll be interesting. The whole night's going to be interesting, Jerry, but, you know, the way they're doing it, you know, obviously with the times, the way they are. Yeah, man. And, and real quick, I, you, you almost talked me into saying Isaiah Simmons with, with the judge comments. That's so funny. Well, you know, you could read between the lines, maybe, you know, I mean, you know, you, it's not going to surprise anybody if they go defense, you know, they need defensive impact players and the kid has a potential to be an impact player. No question. We're saying worse, and when they take Simmons, I'm gonna yell, "I know it!" But hey, Jerry, yes, just quickly, all right? Yes, I got the center down. Say they go worse offensive. I should say, say they go offensive tackle first round, right? Right. Now, just quickly, um, I have the center for the number two pick, but but can I get this in? You do whatever you want. But Paul Schwartz of the New York Post, his mock, he changed his mock today again. He had the line. Of Kenneth Murray in the second round, he thinks he might drop to the second round, right? Oh, that's your that's your boy too. Now I don't think there's any chance of that happening, especially getting past Baltimore. I don't think, but but that's why they have a draft. Things change, right? Yeah, yeah. But Jerry, if for some reason Kenneth Murray, now I'm saying this if they draft a tackle, right, first round. Yeah. For some reason, if Kenneth Murray is there in the second round at 36, oh man. Um, the Giants got to draft him. That's almost like the Will Hernandez pick two years ago, right? Like it was, it was Saquon, and then round two, it was right. well, we love Will Hernandez, but he won't be there. So you just you don't know, you don't, man. Know. You don't know who's going right. to fall. Another kid, another linebacker that the guy you just blew off that you act like he doesn't know much what he's talking about. Call thanks, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> loves. All right, so yes. I'm just saying because what brought that my my attention because Paul Schwartz in his article in the Post today he had him he you know he had him in a mock draft going in the second round, right? Uh, he gets maybe Paul feels that he might drop and it, it could you know nobody nobody could sit here and say oh no he's definitely not dropping come on stop you know, um so but if that kid does drop Jerry right you got to jump on him, uh in the second round, so I know it, I know people are like oh, overborn over the edge guy Chris yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 that's how confident I feel about Kenneth Murray. But we'll see, dude. Everybody has their opinions. We'll see. The only one that matters, Jerry, is Chris Pettit, Gettleman, Judge. <laughs> if, if, here's one for you. If Chasen and Murray are there in round two, who would you take? Oh, wow. Um, see, I didn't even anticipate Chasen being there, but that's a good thing. I would probably go Chasen then, Jerry. The, the upside, right? It's the I, upside I have Chasen rated much better than Bourne. Um, so I would go because he's an edge kid. I yeah. would go to Chasen. It's going to be interesting, man. And again, we will drop a podcast next Wednesday. We'll do Twitter questions back again. I'm sure so much more news will happen before then. There's no more meetings or anything, is there? Before then, press conferences or, or is there? Uh, Friday, Friday, Gettleman is on oh. with Chris Pettit. Oh, nice. Pre-draft, pre-draft 
uh, well, usually we had air, but now it's because of the times it's a conference call. Oh, you want me, to ask, want me to ask Gettleman anything for you? Well, I mean, if you could ask him what his thoughts are on uh, Willie Gay, that'd be cool. And be like, hey, uh, you know, Carl and I have discussed this. We like him a lot. You're going to consider him for the third round, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's God. awesome. All right, anything else, pal? No, that's it, man. All right, guys, to order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. For a digital subscription, go to magster.com, M-A-G-Z-T-E-R, and download The Giant Insider app from the App Store. Good stuff, buddy. Anything else? No, listen, folks, um, stay safe, man. You know, um, just keep doing what they tell you. Uh, it seems like the numbers are going down a bit. And try to stay safe, man. Just don't, you know, just, it's tough, Jerry. Tough times, man. But uh, we'll talk next Wednesday. Well said, buddy. Sundays are giant days, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye, everybody.